Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. When we gather for worship, we don't often hear from the book of James, but today our scripture lesson is from the first chapter of James, 10 verses of this wisdom, beginning in verse 17. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfillment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You you must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness and welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. But be doers of the word. And not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they're like those who look at themselves in a mirror, for they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, They will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are righteous and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Sometimes it's easy for us to read the New Testament through uh, rose-colored Sunday school glasses, right? Thinking that all of the New Testament Christians just spent all of their days and nights worshiping together and offering service to common humanity and all of their fellowship meals look like a Thanksgiving Publix commercial. Just everybody smiling and getting along. Truth is, the early church wasn't quite as harmonious as we sometimes like to think. And and one of those us-them divides in the early church was was two different uh, traditions of interpretation. One of those traditions flowed out of the preachings and teachings of Paul. The other group identified with James we just read. Since James was the brother of Jesus, he kind of had a leg up on the pedigree thing and uh, had a special standing in the community. 
Both Paul and James, of course, grew up Jewish, both adherents to the law, but you'll remember that Paul's conversion came when he came to believe that faith in Jesus Christ is what saves us. Not, not keeping all the laws of the Torah. And so Paul's great claim, Paul's uh, kind of center of his theology would be found in the in this passage, we are saved by faith and not by works. As for James, well, first, it's not certain that James is the author of this, but it was certainly written within that tradition, one of his followers, if not James himself. And if Paul is identified with the, with the Scripture, we're saved by faith and not by works, James is most uh, famous, most identified Scripture we read already today. Faith without works is dead. Well, you can see the tension, right? But, but let's, let's not fall into easy caricatures here. Paul didn't believe that uh, having faith was all that was needed and you, your behavior didn't matter. Paul didn't, didn't think you could just let your behavior go the way of Cheshire Bridge on a Friday night. Paul believed in good works. Paul believed that we should work out uh, goodness as an expression of our faith. And James, as, as we're soon to see, isn't advocating anything goes in the life of uh, belief, your belief system just as long as you do good in the world. That's not the case either. The issue here is waiting. That's W-E-I-G-H, not W-A-I. Where's the weight in their theology? This leg or this leg? Paul's theology might have more weight on belief, James a little more weight on doing. And it might be fair to say that Paul and James are spiritual fathers of two modern church traditions. Across Christianity and within our own Baptist family, there tend to be two different kinds of churches. The, the evangelical churches and the social gospel churches. The, the evangelical churches uh, more, uh, more characterized uh, as conservative. The social ministry kind of churches more characterized as liberal. One more focused on belief, one more focused on works. I grew up in a church that had a lot more weight over here on the Paul tradition. It was an evangelical church that emphasized we are saved by faith and not by works. Salvation and personal piety were clearly the most important elements of our tradition. I, I don't remember, we might have had them, I don't remember going to a, on a mission trip working in a soup kitchen in the church I grew up in. The emphasis was on salvation and then the life of piety after you were saved. 
There are other churches, you might have grown up in one of these other traditions, where the emphasis is social justice and activism. A buddy of mine, a minister of education at a church in Durham, North Carolina, and, and one time I asked him about another Baptist church in that city. I, I said, tell me about such and such Baptist church there in Durham. And he kind of thought and bit on his lower lip for a while, and he said, let me answer you as a Christian educator. He said, I'm not sure any of the children in that church know John 3.16, but they all know how to recycle. (laughs) Now, he was poking fun, but he was trying to tell me their weight is on the book of James side of the equation. Faith without works is dead. But, but while that's the verse we pull out most often, I don't think we're being completely fair to James. A closer look at what we read earlier, and we find a much more balanced message than that. It is likely that James was writing as a corrective to a, uh, to a group that started to care a whole lot more about their little cloistered spirituality and less and less about the world around them. But if we look closely, James makes the case for both. He first talks about being the first fruits of God's creation. What kind of fruit might we bear? We would be quick to listen and slow to speak. We would be slow to anger. We would get rid of wickedness. See, those are inside. But we wouldn't spend all of our time looking in the mirror at ourselves. We'd be doers of the word who act on behalf of a broken world, involved, engaged, doing. And then... At the close of our reading in verse 27, James seems to summarize what a balanced and mature faith would look like. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. You see, both. Now I've outlined two different, uh, two different church traditions. I'm wondering which tradition you think Second Ponce is in. Are we called to personal piety at the neglect of a hurting world? Are we called to be community organizers who work in the soup kitchen, who have no time for Bible study or prayer? How would you answer the question, is Second Ponce a conservative and evangelical church or a liberal kind of social gospel church? My answer is yes. 
In my judgment, we get way out of balance if we neglect either side of James's charge to the church. To care for the widows and orphans. That is, to advocate and serve the powerless, the disenfranchised. You bet we had better be doers of the word. We'd better be sending teams to Miami and supporting refugees in Belgium and playing a role in racial healing in Atlanta and helping the underserved at Garden Hills Elementary School right behind us. If those things make us a liberal church, well, so be it. And James said that We're to be pure and undefiled. Religion is to keep ourselves unstained from the world. So we preach salvation in Jesus Christ, the one who makes cleansing possible. We're here to worship together, to offer our praise to the one true God. We're here to read and study and pray. It's no coincidence that the word disciple and discipline have the same root word. We're here to discipline ourselves in the piety practices of the faith, to keep oneself unstained by the world. And if that makes us a conservative church, well, so be it. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this to care for the orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself undefiled, unstained by the world. Jesus said it too, remember? This is is the way Jesus said these two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. I've been working with a team of leaders here at the church who are soon to present a mission statement for Second Ponce. And and, and part of this work, I've been digging around on websites looking at other churches' mission statements. One church I looked at they listed eight doctrinal, uh, doctrinal stances, eight paragraphs of things that they believe important to them, and not one said anything about the people out there. Another website under the heading of what we believe ended with this statement. Therefore, the church pledges itself to education, reflection, and action for peace and justice and the realization of the vision of the heavenly banquet where we are all loved and blessed. And I affirm that, but there was also no language to suggest that being formed in the ways of Christ was important to them. Now, I confess, I might be being unfair to both of these churches. As I mentioned that that Paul and James are kind of caricatured a little bit, 
that they only care about one and not the other. I might be unfair to them. But both of those churches, you can see, are communicating that they've got weight on this foot or they've got weight on this foot, not centered. The the second Ponce mission statement that we've been working on isn't quite ready. It's, It's still in the oven. The timer hasn't gone off. But when it comes out, you're going to notice that both of these essential callings of the church are present. We will focus our efforts on the orphans and the widows being called out to help the marginalized in this hurting world. You bet we will. And we will teach and pray and read and worship and practice the disciplines of personal devotion that keep us unstained by the world, that tend to the nurture and honor the salvation of our own souls. You bet we will. But you know, these questions, I think, are worthwhile for us to ask at the personal level too, not just the church level, but at the individual level. Is is your faith leaning too heavily on one foot or the other? Well, let's start by asking the most basic of all faith questions. Have you given your trust into the hands of Jesus the Christ? Jesus is the author of abundant life. He is the one who has the power to forgive and erase and make clean and save. The first step in the direction of life abundant is surrender. To allow the values and the teachings of Jesus to become the center of your life. In fact, the biblical writers, I love this image, the biblical writers found this first step so important, so liberating, that they called it being saved. But those of us who have said yes already to God's love in Christ have two responsibilities. We've got two different muscles to exercise, never one at the neglect of the other. One is to nurture our souls, to grow in the disciplines of the faith, regular worship, serious study, solitude, prayer, life in community that changes and challenges and cherishes practices that keep us from being stained by the world of greed. And the other muscle is service. To care for the widows and orphans in their distress. As you know, the orphans and widows were the powerless of that era. So today we read books at Garden Hills and teach financial literacy at Buckhead Christian Ministry. We send money and prayers to Janae in Antwerp, 
We load a group every summer to go serve the poor in Miami. We stand beside an Alzheimer's patient during the week while the caregiver gets some rest. We gather and walk in solidarity with Atlanta's Asian community when violence has wrecked their world. We give and send relief to those behind on rent to stem the tide of homelessness in Atlanta. Yes and yes. The mature church and the mature believer get dressed every morning in a prayer shawl and work boots. Formed in the way of Christ's character so that we might be agents of Christ's mercy in the world. We can't do one. And we've got to do both with all our heart in service to the God who loves us and calls us. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.